Hey everyone and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is called, Our House is a Mess. And I'm not talking about Stacy in my house. We're, we're actually we're actually clean people. You know, we sweep, we vacuum, we spray, dust, all that stuff, okay? So not our house, but I'm talking about all of our house. This so-called, what we like to call and refer to as the body of Christ or the church of Christ. Let's get into it. Abraham Lincoln quoted Jesus when he was debating Stephen A. Douglas about the state of the nation with slavery in 1858. He was simply saying that we will not thrive as a country if half of our nation is for slavery and half is against. Now, he was against slavery, as we should be, and he says, A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will become all one thing or all the other. That one line, a house divided against itself cannot stand, is from Mark 3.25 when Jesus is addressing those who ridiculed him for casting out demons from a possessed man. Okay, so Jesus says in the surrounding verses of Mark 3.25, How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. And if Satan is divided and rises against himself, he cannot stand. His end has come. Indeed, no one can enter a strong man's house to steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. This rings true in all forms. Of course it does. It's Jesus talking. Everything he says is true, right? For Satan casting out demons with his own demons wouldn't make sense. It would disrupt his goal to become powerful like God. For Jesus, for Christ, using Christ and dividing his house will cause distractions and disruptions with trying to get all of mankind to remember and follow God. Now, let's look back to what Abraham Lincoln said, right? He said, it will, it will be all one thing or the other. You can't be divided and stay divided. Something is pl- going to collapse, And today, my brothers and sisters, in Christ, we live in a house that is divided. Here are some interesting facts taken from surveying just those in America. And this is from World Population Review in 2022. Okay, ready for this? While the Protestant slash Christian tradition is clear majority at 48.9%, this is just overall Protestant slash Christian, there are many varieties of Christianity. From the more conservative Baptists and Evangelicals to the generally more liberal Episcopalians and Quakers. A sizable portion of the population, 23%, also identifies as Catholic. Again, the views of these individuals vary widely and many are likely to consider themselves to be Catholic while only nominally practicing that faith. What a mouthful. But these stats are just those that are believers in Christ in America. This doesn't include other religions or beliefs, right? And I want to focus on Christianity at the moment, of course, because I'm a Christ follower. I am a Christian. And we all believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I'm actually very compelled to visit each of these different types of Christian denominations and strike up some conversations. Just reading these things and knowing that there are so many denominations, I just, I kind of want to do that. 
right? And my first question would be, who is your Lord and Savior? Who is your Lord and Savior? Just very general. And if their response is Jesus, then my next question would be, well, how is your Jesus different from my Jesus? And how is your Jesus different from the other denominations Jesus down the street? It actually confuses me a lot. As with other believers and non-believers, when I'm driving down the street in our town, okay, I've done this, and I'll see a banner, right? I'll see churches all around. There are a lot of churches, which is a great thing, right? Lots of brick and mortar churches. That's fine. That's great. Uh, but but I'll see a sign that says, come join our Christmas celebration, you know, December 25th, 2022, whatever. This is this is what we're going to be doing at this church is awesome. But then one block down, I see, no, come join our Christmas celebration. <laughs> I, okay, who? why? Whose birth are we celebrating and why can't we celebrate together? Seriously, why can't we do that? This is all about Jesus, not me, not my church, not my brick and mortar church. I know that denominations get along, but there are these other dividing factors, okay? Like politics, beliefs in general, specifics in the Bible. And, and there are many more things that divide these churches, our church, I should say. They're all distractions, though. And this church that I'm, I'm talking about, this capital C church, is the body of Christ, but the reason why we have so many denominations is because of all these different distractions. And we should be okay, okay? We should be okay with challenging what some of the churches are promoting as something Jesus would say or do if it is indeed not something Jesus would say or do. We should be okay with challenging these denominations. And when I say challenge, I, I don't mean go there with eggs and throw them at people <laughs> or with pitchforks or anything, no. I mean, have deep conversations, right, amongst Christ's followers. This is, I think we're starting to do that. I think we're all starting to get a little fed up with the division in the church because it doesn't make sense. And it's what it's doing. It's, it's causing all of us to get confused. It's causing all of us to, to even have doubt sometimes. I mean, one of the first things I hear from a non-believer or, or a believer that became a non-believer, we'll say, is that they're turned off. From Christianity because of the many denominations who all claim they're the correct one and that they're, they're all going to heaven. We're going to heaven, but not that branch over there, not them. We are because we do this or we do that. So we're going to heaven. And it is true that there is only one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ. We know this, right? But if we're all Christians and we all believe in Jesus Christ being our Lord and Savior, but we can't even agree on some things and that causes us to divide ourselves it makes no sense i mean honestly this podcast is non-denominational it's based on the bible from a to z emphasizing god's love which is agreed upon as the root of the scriptures it's okay to have different opinions about certain situations right as an example political situations and beliefs right that's that's fine we can we can say well maybe jesus would be this way more than that way that's whatever but they should not be dividing factors in the world, let alone this church, right? We got to get the root set up first and then go from there, right? Jesus, he said himself, he came as a sword that would divide families, mothers against daughters, fathers against sons, etc. But this means that our selfishness causes the division and not Jesus himself. God prefers unity. As we read about this in Genesis, right? He created us to be eternal with God 
trusting God and not leaning on our own understanding. That's what it says in Proverbs 3, 5. Do not lean on your own understanding. When we do this, there is no room for division with politics, sports, and, and everything else. Division starts with us. We start to worry about catering to the masses and the people so our gospel gets watered down and then things don't make sense across denominations. I firmly believe that this is the devil's work who allows certain churches, speakers, pastors, podcast hosts, preachers, etc. to do well with their gifts or to figure out a way to change the actual gospel of Jesus Christ so that people will accept that gospel more. Where... We also consider changing the way we do things versus letting the Holy Spirit lead us. And that is where we actually start leading people down the wrong path and see Jesus as a whole different God than what he really is. And that's scary. Thinking back again to Abraham Lincoln and what he said, everybody was in it for a unified country. That was true, but slavery got in the way. And then he was right. He said it. He's like, you know, we're going to go one way or another. We will eventually go one way or another. We can't have both because this country will be divided forever. And then one eventually will overtake the other. The same goes in this world with Christianity or the lack thereof, I should say. Say if we all start going the way, uh, dividing ourselves, right, as Christians continuously until this Christianity is just so watered down and so confusing that it's not even Christianity anymore. We'll put it that way. At that point, it never was Christian. It's going to it's going to go away. On earth, at least. There are going to be more non-believers. There are going to be more people that don't believe. There are going to be more confused people. There are going to be more people that are going to be focusing on themselves versus Jesus and God. And that is when we're going to run into a lot of trouble. We're already starting to. We already divided ourselves, so we've seen a lot of crazy things happen, right? For those of you saying, well, God doesn't fail, it can't go the opposite way totally. It can here, right? You're, you're absolutely right. God will not fail. He does not fail, and we know who wins in the end, right? The kingdom will come. Everything will pass away except for God and his, and his children, the ones that choose him. I'm talking about here. It's got to go one way or another. Just like Abraham Lincoln said, it's got to go one way or another. And if we continue down that path of destruction, it will go down that path of destruction and division. The statement, what would Jesus do? If you remember this years ago, okay? It's not just an internal question for every situation you're in, but a question for the community of Christ followers together, peacefully, to unite not only the church, but the world. Imagine saying we're all part of the body of Christ, okay? Just imagine. But then we're like, well, in this body, you know, we have the Baptist arm over there. And then there's like the Pentecostal leg and the, the eyes are Seventh-day Adventist. It, it, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, we will have people from every denomination that makes it to heaven. We, we will. But it, it makes the body very confusing when we start dividing ourselves. We have to look into the Bible. We have to use the Bible as guidance always. In Acts, the term Christians was born, or Christian. We don't hear of that word until Acts of the Apostles, okay? And it was actually a slanderous name that true Jesus followers started taking. They started taking this identity. Yes, I'm a Christian, meaning I'm a follower of Christ, meaning Christ is Jesus and I've started following Jesus and that's who I am now. 
And people were calling people Christians as an identifier on the other side of those that were rebellious against the laws of the land, maybe, or the laws of the Old Testament, the old scriptures, and that Christians should be persecuted and killed. But Christians took this name and used it as an identity in Christ. Yes, that is me. And I'm one of them right now. I'm a Christian. Nobody said that and then followed up with like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but like, I'm a Catholic Christian, which is different from that guy over there who said he's a Christian, but he's like Presbyterian. So persecute him, not me. No, 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 no. Christians stuck together at that time. They were united at that time. And over time, as years went on, as centuries went on, that's when we started dividing ourselves into denominations. They stuck with each other. They loved each other. They gave everything they had for each other. Even their lives sometimes. Paul is sitting in jail. All these people were put in jail. They were persecuted. They were killed. They were beaten. They were stoned. Whatever. For Christ. But also for the church. The Christ church. The body of Christ. Not just for like a specific brick-and-mortar church. They didn't have the identity of Christian plus whatever brick-and-mortar church they went to. No, they were Christians, period. They were Christ followers, period. They saw Christ. They lived with Christ. And even if they didn't, they saw how Christ lived through the apostles, through other disciples. And they said, that is what I want to be. And that's my new identity. The world is watching, everyone. The world is watching us Christians. I'm serious. We can't go on saying we're Christians, but then divide ourselves because of worldly situations. It's ridiculous. When we do this, people get confused, including those in the church. People walk away from the church because they feel it's not something that brings actual peace. Does this mean we should submit to the world and its beliefs? No. No, no, no. Don't do that. But it does mean We need to tackle all situations the way Jesus would. Together, unified as Christians, as Christ's followers. So can I get an amen here? I I, I don't normally get this aggressive (laughs) during these podcast episodes. But it's just something that's been on my heart a lot. The Holy Spirit is just, he's telling me, just you got to say stuff like this because... I'm 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 honestly sick and tired of seeing our church so dismantled and the warnings that we get from Jesus throughout the Bible about this is just unbelievable. It's just something that we can avoid. We can avoid by just not being selfish. I mean, throughout the Bible it's selfishness is that root of evil. It's the way that we divide ourselves. And we can avoid that. So let's come together as Christians. Seriously. Let's hold hands. Let's pray together. Let's love each other the same way Jesus loved us. Now, I have a few verses for you to meditate on. And here they are. Just four different verses here. The first one is Psalm 133, verse 1. Romans chapter 14, verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, 
and James chapter 3, verse 16. Really meditate on these and the context around them, and it really will help you understand where God wants us to be in the form of unification within our church. And now a couple of questions for you. Question one, what kind of division have you seen at church or within Christian groups? And how could you maybe change that? Question two, what negative effects has the division had outside of the church? That division that you've seen within the church, have they caused any negative effects outside of the church? And then question three, what are some ways we can collectively unify all of us Christ followers? I want to thank you once again for joining in today. You're such a blessing to me. And and I love the fact that we have this platform that we can talk about how great Jesus is and how great the church is. And let's all now vow to continue to follow Christ as we have in the past. Whenever If you got baptized or whenever it was that you decided to just start following Christ, to, to make that change in your life and continue to follow Christ, let's be Christians together. And I would love to pray over you and for all of us. So if you want to take your prayer posture, whatever that looks like, let's do that. Let's talk to God. Our Father in heaven, you know I tend to start all my prayers with our Father, as you are all of our Father and not anybody's in specific. We want to continue to unify so that your church can strengthen here on earth while we are here. We're asking for you to send your spirit to move us, to unify us within the church and body of Christ so that the world can benefit from this. You love the world, which is why you sent your only son to die on that cross for all of us. So we have to continue to diligently love you and love the church and love all people so that they can see how great you really are. Father, Please continue to speak and move through us so that we do not divide your church even more than it already is. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.